everybody. Happy Mother's Day. Good morning to you. And thank you for being a great mom. We appreciate you, that's for sure. How are you today? You okay on this Mother's Day? It's a great day, it's yeah. It's a great day. Good. And this is the first day, the WIBC Magazine Show, and we're brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips. You heard them in the last hour. Uh, they're real estate consultants. If you need some help, this is who you turn to, guys. Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate, crossroadscollectivehomes.com. And also, you can find your, it's home values, right? You can check and see what your, the value of your home. Right. By going to whosyourhomevalues2023.com. It's a great website. It's like the height weight chart when you were a kid. You wanted to know if you were normal. Oh, yeah. This is how you find out. You know, they, they, they really is. I tried it for That's my old smart. house, the first house I built. So. Taking notes for my future. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kyla really is. Kylan's oh, probably learning the most in I this room. I am. I feel like I'm going to have a great journey going into this first time home buyer thing. As long as we don't terrify you, you will. Well, you that, really I mean, will. You're, you're, you you're miles that. ahead. I'm yeah. glad you're thinking about it because you're still younger than most start to think about it. Yeah. Most, I think, start in this day and age, I think it's around, I mean, it's 30, later on. 30, 31, 32. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you thinking about it right now is a good thing. Having friends on our side like Greg and Lisa, it makes yeah. it a it lot easier. It makes a lot easier. of difference. That's Kylan Talley. That's Denny Smith. You can hear Denny uh, along with Pat Sullivan Saturdays, usually right there on the Home and Garden Show between 9 and 1. Hope you'll tune in for that. Uh, just want to mention quickly that the circle is closed. The gates just opened for the Salesforce and J.P. Morgan Chase Kids Day and Rookie Run. And it's free and it goes until 4 o'clock today. Um, I would like to turn the mic over now. Joining us on the stage <laughs> is Denny Smith. And oh, this Derek. is really an informative... Here we go. It's Investing Sense with Denny Smith. You know, I had a listener reach out this week, Terry, and, he, and she had a very simple question. She goes, Denny, I just want to get out of debt, but I don't even know where to start. What, I, what can I do? And, and I, so I told her right off that, look, 98% of Americans are also in debt, and that I would bet that they all want to get an answer to that same question that you have. But she was in her early 20s. I'm going to she had acquired too much debt and she was she didn't get qualified for a for a loan and it really sort of bothered her. But before I get to the answer I gave her, I thought it'd be a good time to take a quick look at the economic situation itself. First of all, as much as I hate to say it, we just can't believe any of the government pronouncements that are coming out right now about inflation. Uh, about just about anything. They they misinterpret or they manipulate reporting for political purposes. And it has crossed over a line of misinterpretation to outright lies. So we're being tricked into getting into more and more debt that we really shouldn't do. And right now we're told that we're almost through inflation. And I don't really believe that. And the United States itself has blown through their debt ceiling so many times that it's almost like a Daffy Duck stutter. You know, they just keep raising that and raising that. But we all have debt. And uh, I don't have a- Daffy Duck stutter. And I don't have a bit of problem with mortgage debt, but some of the car debt and credit card debt, you gotta be careful. But as we are individuals and not governments, and we can't, you know, just raise our debt limit, we have to repay those debts. So here's the thing. The first thing you gotta do is you gotta write a simple budget. How much do I have coming in? How much is going out with minimum payments? This is the big thing. Figure out how much you have coming in, then you figure out your minimum payments. So if you list out all of your expenses, you'll be able to see exactly where your paycheck is going. Now, it's what we do with the difference. Now, in the beginning, with the difference that we have between income and expense, we want to build an emergency fund. If you're in your 20s, I think an emergency fund of of 500 to 750 is pretty good. 
if you're in your 50s or 60s, you probably want an emergency fund of three to $4,000. But after that, this is when the magic begins. We're going to do what Dave Ramsey calls the debt snowball. You list out all of your debts and you list out all of your minimum payments and you list out the interest rates and you look at the interest rates and we want you to be aware of it. But here's the funny thing. Terry Lynn, which debt do you pay off first? The one with the highest interest rate or the smallest debt? Which would you do? Oh, gosh, because I think I've tried it both ways. And I think the way that we are at it at this moment. Oh, Kylan. Oh, no, no, you should answer. And then I'll see if I okay. have okay. the right answer. I think we, David has paid off the, because he, he's in charge of the bills. Right. And I think the one that was most successful for us was the highest interest. Highest interest. Uh, Kylan? Well, that was my guess. No, that's not right. If, oh, but, oh, it, but it's sorry. psychological. It's psychological. It's probably the smart move if you're an accountant and Dave's an accountant. Yeah. But for most people, if you say, I'm going to lose 100 pounds, you want to see some action. You yeah, want, you know, right, you start right. the diet. You want to see if pay, uh, pounds are coming off. Yep. So we pay off, after we list them all, we want to pay off the smallest debt first because it gets us all jacked up. You're right. We got rid of a Less, debt. Our and list is shorter. That's right. And that's a Dave Ramsey technique. If you buy one book, it costs about 16 bucks. Go to Amazon, you know, Barnes & Noble. Buy the book, Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. And it will teach you the debt snowball. And that's how you get out of debt. But you also have to control your spending. So if you if you are in debt and you've got a lot of debt and you're trying to get out, the only time I really want to see you in the restaurant is if you're working there because it costs too much. You can eat so cheaply. If you know, we grew up on ramen noodles when we were young and dumb. Remember that and rice. <laughs> That's still okay. I yeah. mean, college students speaking. <laughs> Absolutely, I was right up my alley. But the whole idea is reduce your outgo, increase your income. And then what, what you can do with that is build your emergency fund. Again, if you're in your 20s or 30s, $500 to $750. If you're in your 50s or 60s, you need to get that emergency fund up to $3,000 because you probably have a house at that point. If the air conditioner goes out or if you lose the transmission in the car, and these are not Denny, you know, you know new to Denny. These are tried and true. Terry? I have a question. Thank you. We're raising our hands like we're in Denny's in this class we are. 101. This is great. Uh, the question I have is, right now, so kids are going to be graduating and they're headed to college. Should a college student have one credit card? Um, they have to have one credit Thanks. card. I encourage kids to pay with cash. But there are so many places that won't they accept have to cash have a credit, anymore. So you need to have one credit card. You need to have card. a credit card. You now, do. My, my grandkids have what's known as green light. It's essentially a debit card. The reason I like credit cards is because you can dispute it. If it's a debit card, it's really hard to get out of a screw up. But oh. uh, credit cards, you, you get the credit. That's an credit, interesting. Oh, you, credit cards, you your best buddy sometimes to get you out of if somebody's taking advantage of you. Okay, so you Maybe. should have one. I know that we they. I understand, and I don't know if kids still do, young people. But as soon as I remember, I got turned eighteen. It the credit card application started coming. Yeah, and uh, and that's where I began debt. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. nothing's nothing's going to change debt. until you change. You know, if you can pay cash for stuff, realize that eating at home just reduces your expenses. It's fun, you know, treat yourself, you know, every every couple weeks go out, but for the most part, control your expenses because that's the only way. Now, if you need to get a second job, I can't tell you the number of people that have taken some of these $25 an hour jobs. You know, one one or two nights a week, you can earn a lot of extra money and use that to pay down your, your debt. There is a really good website. I'll send it over to Kai. Maybe she can post it. It's called RamseySolutions.com backslash debt backslash debt calculator and what you do is you put in all your debts all your interest rates and the payment and it will tell you to the day when you will be out of debt and that's what you need is the encouragement and the excitement 
I got to get out of debt. And it's better to lose weight when you're young. I'm looking over at Kai because she's skinny as a rail. Because once <laughs> we get into our 30s and 40s, we've already developed all of our bad eating habits. Well, the same thing is true with our financial habits. And we get these financially transmitted diseases that are hard to get rid of. But uh, you can do it. You make up your mind. You say, I'm just not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to play this debt game. And I'm not going to chase pay off one credit card with another credit card. Have you heard about that? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. You had heard it and done it. <laughs> well, and, and, and learned that's from it. And learned from and it. Learned that's from right. It. After a while, yeah, I did, but it took some time. And yeah. there's nothing worse. I mean, there's nothing worse than having this on your shoulders about the debt that you carry when you're young. Exactly. It just and doesn't. do not look to the federal government as an example. Politicians yeah. are the most, I can't tell you the number of politicians, it's like 15% of them have filed bankruptcy. Not that that makes them less of a human being right but these are the ones that are writing the budget for the united states government they're they're boobs <laughs> so <laughs> anyway look to some I the word boobs i love when we call people boobs oh yeah it Why makes me laugh. <laughs> well it's i'm not allowed to call me other things because you said i swore too much on that's on radio. right yeah. that's right i'm trying time Terry. to move on you, time to yeah. move on on this mother's day there's investing sense hey, for this week thank you danny that's good stuff it really is good stuff and uh we appreciate it it's the smart part of the show it's 12 15 <gasps> i'm so excited for who's next <laughs> I cannot wait to talk to her. Coming up, if you have ever doubted that you are a good mom, wait until you hear about moms in the animal kingdom. That's uh-huh. coming up after the break on 93 WIBC. WIBC. It is Terry Stacy, Emmy-nominated comedy writer Glenn Buzan is here, and she has written a book just in time for Mother's Day. It's titled "There Are Moms Way Worse Than You: Irrefutable Proof That You Are Indeed a Fantastic Parent." And Glenn, it is such a pleasure to meet you. How are you? I'm good, Terry. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You make me laugh. You make me giggle. And I know you really haven't said anything funny, but you make me laugh. And I'm so glad that you're here. <laughs> you know, I really think everybody is going to love this extremely funny and true fact-filled book about parenting practices in the animal kingdom. Why did you write this? Why, why did you do it? Oh, thank you so much. Um, Yes, so the idea from the book, so the book itself is sort of like a compendium, a murderer's row of terrible uh, moms in the animal kingdom. And so we talk about them first to make you, the human mother, feel much better about your parenting skills. Um, And I, (laughs) yeah, so I got the idea from my sister, actually, who is a mom of two, and she's an incredible mom. But of course, um, a while ago, she was experiencing what every mom and every parent at some point feels, which is the guilt, the worry, the anxiety about being a bad parent. And from my perspective, she's the perfect mom. So I was like, how are you at all anxious about being a bad mom? And so to make her feel better in her time of stress, I sort of just blurted out, well, Alex, I said, you know, hamster moms eat their babies, so at least you're not doing that. How did you know that? <laughs> so I, I just remember as a kid, my friends having hamsters as pets, and then like a few of them growing up, I remember being like, I got home from school, and I found my hamster had babies, but there were only a couple left because... 
And they were crying. Oh, it's terrible. Hamsters had eaten their babies. Oh, my gosh. That's awful. So you remembered that, and you said, I'm going to do a book about all the animal moms and dads that are really awful parents. It really happened just like that. It did. And well, so it started off as a, cause I was like, oh, well she laughed and it made her feel sort of a little bit better. And I yeah. went, oh, you know what? You know, I can't, I can't fix her parenting anxiety. You know, you can't, you can't do that for somebody, but you can help out a little bit and maybe I can make her laugh, laugh yeah. a little. So I, I actually wrote it as like a mother's day card for her. <laughs> um, and then we found it right. So, and she has a great sense of humor. Thank goodness. Because, um, you know, we, we, we share a sense of humor. So, yeah. This so, and is, then it became a book. Yeah. This is Glenn Buzan. And uh, she, the, the book is also, I should tell you, it has amazing illustrations by Priscilla Whitty and glennbuzan.com, by the way. I'll give, give that to you. And she's on social media and everything. So you can find her there if this is the first time you've ever heard her and she was making you laugh and you want to know more about the book. Um, this book is, is fun facts about animal moms and dads in these quick little rhymes. And so give them, give our listeners an example of how this works of how it looks and how it sounds and when you read the book. Sure. So um, let me get my book out. Um, so, so the book sort of um, goes through different animal moms and, 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 like you said, a rhyme scheme. And so it sort of starts off, you know, there's the beginning of the book and then it sort of launches into the animals. Um, and it says, uh, and though you'll make some big mistakes, remember this is true. When put into perspective, there are moms way worse than you. Yeah. And then it says... You won't be worse than hamster moms, no matter how you try. Sometimes they eat their newborn pups. We still don't yet know why. Um, oh my gosh, it's so sad. Like, I know, yeah, right. It's a, it's a it's it's a dark humor for sure. But and all these facts are true, actually, which is so crazy. Like when I was doing this research, um, there's a little appendix in the back that describes. Um, in detail, a little in more depth, what these animals do and, and why they do it. Let me give you an example. I'm going to give um, you oh, another example. Oh, you give, oh, yeah, give yeah, it. You give another one. Give another one. Oh no. <laughs> um, so this one is oh, one I like to. It says a mom giraffe is pretty nice until the fetus <laughs> drops. She'll birth a newborn baby calf, then kick him till he walks. <laughs> So, again, these are all true, unfortunately. They're true. They really are true. It's an yeah. it's eye-opening. Nature is cruel. Yeah. And and so the one that, I, that gets me, this is the one that gets me, Glenn. I love this one. Yeah. Whenever you feel guilty that you haven't cleaned the house, sexton beetles raise their kids in a decomposing mouse. <laughs> yes. yes. It's so, so awful. Right. So, it's so- I know. So this beetle, apparently when it needs to find a home to lay its eggs, it just finds a dead rodent on the ground and is like, yeah, this is a pretty, this is a good home for my future children. And we'll make that. In- so I got to tell you, human moms at home, if you're listening to this and you like forgot to vacuum the other day or like there are toys on the floor, please don't worry about it. You're not, you're not raising your children oh in a dead rodent. You're doing good. See, you feel, I'm not even a mom and I feel good about it. I feel like I would be a good. better mom than a sexton beetle or even a giraffe, which I love the giraffe. Um, okay. So again, right. this is Glenn Buzan. The book is called, there are moms way worse than you. And it's just so fantastic that it's out right now. And listen, it, it, there's, I mean, there's real, a real message behind all of this. The bump.com, 
um, uh, recently posted um, some information about parenting and listen, it's, it's in America, 60% of parents feel like they're failing within the first year of parenthood. Wow. So you're, you're really, you're really okay. You're normal if you're feeling that. But the message is, yeah. and, and, you know, I'm not a parent. Are you a parent? No, no. Okay. So why did you, you, you mentioned it was about your sister, but it really is important, this message and the message that you keep telling us is that it's about, you know what, you're okay, right? It's important to yeah, know that. And, and exactly. And, and I, I got to say, as a non-parent, I sort of watch parents, and this is a metaphor I make, I watch parents like somebody at home on their couch watching professional ice skating at the Olympics. Like I'm sort of observing parents doing these crazy things and, and doing these, you know, this incre- these incredible feats. And I'm sitting there being like, can we give them all gold medals? Like, this is crazy. How are parents doing this? So right. trust me that all the non-parents in the world, I guarantee you are looking at parents going, they are doing a great job. I could, I could, I don't know if I could do, uh, do that. So right. you're not experiencing any judgment right. from me. 100%. <laughs> you know, Social media, do you think it's helped or hurt the way parents or people parent? My general feeling about, it's a good question. My general feeling about social media is that it neither helps nor hurts anything necessarily, but it, it um, amplifies voices on either side, the, the extremes. And so I think, I, I think it probably helps because I know a lot of moms who go to social media and have, you know, a Facebook group that they just love because it makes them feel uh, like they have community or, you know, being able to go on nextdoor.com or whatever it is and be like, hey, can I somebody babysit last minute? So I think it can help a lot. But then, you know, there is the other end of that spectrum, which is so many targeted ads about this book that you better buy it as a parent because it you better not be feeding any of the foods that are in this your to your kids that are yeah. in this book because your child will grow up to be weird or like <laughs> right. here's here's seven uh, like here's a seven part series that you need to watch or you're a bad mom it's like man it, so I think it's both. I think it's helped and hurt. So I don't know. I don't know what the yeah. I don't know what the no. I agree. Is on That's that why I asked you. I thought maybe you would know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Oh, I wish I had the answer. I really do. <laughs> well, the, another part of this book is in the end, uh, Glenn redeems even those terrible animal parents, and you do it in a very scientific way, right? Yes. So there's an appendix at the end of the book, which um, throughout the whole book, there are just, I mean, tons and tons of of bad animal parents. And then at the end of the book, you sort of realize, which is the the point of the book, and that's the ethos of what I'm trying to get across, which is that even at their worst, I mean, they're these animals, they're just trying their best and they're, and they're doing what they know how. And, and, um, so, yeah, yeah. hopefully, yeah. hopefully we're that kind gives of, you a little bit of peace as a parent. We're all kind of the same, uh, really, yeah. truly. Uh, Glenn Buzan, I know i got to let you go. Uh, she is fantastic. It is such a fantastic book uh, with a thoughtful, truly thoughtful message in it. There are moms way worse than you, irrefutable proof that you are indeed a fantastic parent. Totally. It's available uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Target.com, sort of all those, all the places books are sold. So I love it, Glenn. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank I think you. we're... I I think we're friends now. Do you think we're friends? I think we're very good friends now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, listen, great. GlennBuzan.com, you're awesome. Thanks for spending time with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you. 1232, Terry Stacy, Denny Smith, Kylan Talley. If you need stuff to do for your Mother's Day, if you're still looking for a present, 
you know, we talked about experiences earlier. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not the material thing that you get, even though you should head over to the Facebook page. I'll show you what I got Terry for her Mother's Day yes. <laughs> gift, yeah. which is so Pretty sweet. Cool. There is an experience happening at 1.30 today, Mother's Day candle making and massage experience. Oh, that's fun. And relaxing. Every mother needs that. Where? Over at Andrew J. Bar Brown Avenue. Wonder yeah. where in a building? Very you just head over to the corner. Oh, no, we're doing it on the street. Yeah, go over, you'll find this it. Might there's not be what you're thinking. <laughs> this could be something that someone put out there to come and have a massage oh, and make candles God. on the corner of the street. I don't no real no building name. Um, the it gave a full address. Um, I couldn't tell you what it is right now. It's two four zero two Doctor Andrew J Brown Avenue. It must and be some sort it's of... being led by a therapist from. LA, it, yeah, I, I guess candle I'll let making you know. and a massage. Yeah, <laughs> the more I'm thinking about it, all right, I don't Terry. know where she found this. <laughs> all right, it's got a full Eventbrite page. Okay, it's well okay. then I trust it. it. I I trust it okay. too. <laughs> all right, okay. If you don't want to go to that one, go to Metazoa Brewing Company. It's oh, happening take right the dog. now. Yeah, and go have a pint. <laughs> Why not? Dog. It's, it's Sunday. Pines and Painting, Mother's Day edition. That's and a good that's, one. Yeah, right now. Okay. Um, Some quick freebies, and then we'll give you some more in the back half of this hour. I would say the best one to go to is Hooters. Is what? Hooters. For your mother's day, you should go to Hooters. Wait a Did minute. Did anyone go get your mom and take her to Hooters? Take they're, Donna Jean to the... They're my giving mom would a disown BOGO. me. They're giving BOGO den, 10 free wings. Ooh. If you buy 10 wings. Okay, well, now that's a deal, and I love their wings. I see. Wait a minute. I don't take know if I'd take my, my mom. Take mm -hmm. mom to Hooters well, for Mother's she Day? She loves wings. Oh. <laughs> we'll give you more. I, I have free food. I have free food to tell you about. Are you sure in it's food news? really free? It's you mean truly it? free. Okay, we will get to that in the next half hour. <laughs> and Denny, <laughs> Denny's got a, a really interesting conversation about dogs, canine, and dog, fentanyl. canine, We're and fentanyl. Trying to Training, training them on fentanyl is very dangerous and Gotta very tough. Be. I'm not sure I like it, but, but... we got the pro. He's going to teach us. We'll do that after the break. You're listening to The First Day, brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate, crossroadscollectivehomes.com. They're the best. Also, check out HoosierHomeValues2023.com. It's The First Day, 93 WIBC. There's nothing she around happy mother's day i mentioned some experiences you can do don't take your mom to hooters <laughs> but you can take them to martindale avenue church that is the address we were talking about and you can go and enjoy their mother's day candle making and massage experience this is the first day with terry stacy but denny though denny you've got a great guest you know you just tell us about it Detective Gary Haddon, a senior canine training officer from the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. Gary's been a canine officer for over 30 years and is part of the senior training team that teaches canine officers from all over the state of Indiana, in addition to canine handlers of the Special Forces in the United States military. In short, we're speaking with one of the best canine training officers in the United States today. So, Gary, welcome to the first day here on WIBC. Happy to be here, Denny. Gary, most folks know that canine officers and the dogs are, are capable of many different tasks, but tell us how dogs are used in police and military operations right now. I would say in simple terms, I mean, to put it basically, they're locating tools, whether that be for 
locating a missing person, a suspect, narcotics, bombs, handguns, cadavers, whatever odor that we're putting on them, whatever person they're looking for. First and foremost, that's that's their job. They're locating tools, and they can locate things much better than we can. On the second end of that, they, they would be an apprehension tool, a tool to locate somebody who's wanted or even take, take control of somebody who might be fighting and resisting. And then thirdly, I would say, you know, they're a good deterrent. Sometimes people see a dog and we don't have to chase them or fight them. They're just going to give up. And then public relations sides also. They're great dogs, great doing demonstrations and good public relations tools too. Gary, how many different specialties can one dog master? Uh, whether it's scent training, detection, protection, how many different specialties can one dog master? In the police and, and military terms, we can put odors on a dog to locate, you know, either bomb odors or guns or, or the uh, narcotics. And then those are, those would be single purpose dogs. A dual purpose dog would be a dog that does the patrol aspect. Thing. So you can you'll put tracking on them, open area searching, article searching, apprehension, building, clearing, and just an array of, of things and specialties that you can put on a dog. The voice you hear is that of Detective Gary Haddon, a senior canine training officer from the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. Gary, can a bomb-sniffing dog also be a drug-sniffing dog? No, we try not to do that because they're dogs. Somebody tried to do that years ago, and they changed the alert. So they gave one alert for a bomb and one alert for narcotics, and it was more of a money-making scheme. Like, look at all these things this dog can do. All it takes is one mistake where you think they're alerting to narcotics and you have a bomb, or vice versa. Calling out, calling out the bomb squad for a gram of marijuana. So it's not, oh. not recommended. We try to keep them good at single-purpose orders. All right, so I'm told that you can train a dog with food, with its play drive. Just how do you train a dog to utilize its tremendous sense of smell to help police and military? How do you do it? Well, what we're doing, we're tapping into that hunt drive. We're looking for that dog that will absolutely go through a plate glass window for a ball or a toy. They see it and they want it. They want to have it. They want to possess it. It's that hunt that we're looking for. So even we can start them on a food drive. And there are dogs that some of the federal agencies do use food, food reward system. With our dogs, we do the hunt drive and the, for the toy reward system. Um, and then once they get, once we associate that toy to the odor that we're training them on, that's all it is. It's done through association. Which leads me to the reason I've called you. I was able to see a, or listen to a couple of interviews you did regarding fentanyl. The drug fentanyl has been found in increasing investigations, and it's an incredibly dangerous narcotic. Gary, have the police been able to train their canines to detect fentanyl safely? Yes, we're doing it here in Indianapolis. We're doing it with the surrounding agencies that we're training. Some of the smaller agencies that come in and train with us as a group, as you know, we've met a lot of them. Um, And with the amount of fentanyl coming into this city, not just our city, but all across the country and coming across the border, you know, we have a huge, huge problem. Um, It's on the increase. It's on the rise. uh, It's very dangerous because they're cutting fentanyl into legal prescription pills. They look like a Xanax would look like a Xanax, but it's not. It's a place with fentanyl. Nationwide, we had 110,000 overdose deaths last year. The city of Indianapolis experienced 980 overdose deaths. So it takes a toll on uh, not just the families and everybody, but you think about the responding first responders who have to go to those scenes time and time again and deal with death. So it's, um, it's an epidemic. It's bad. Gary, we are both dog lovers. Uh, we have come to appreciate them as our companions, as our friends, and many times our protectors. So there is this concern. Is it possible for a dog to overdose during drug detection duties? It, it is possible, but what we do, we take safeguards. So when we train our dogs on the array of narcotics that we do, now our unit and, like again, most of the dogs that I've been training, we're on six odors. Those are marijuana, heroin, 
cocaine, methamphetamine, uh, ecstasy or MDMA, uh, cocaine and MSRA and fentanyl, which is coders. We just started imprinting our dogs on fentanyl a few years back. I noticed that the Border Patrol was doing it and customs. I worked with a couple of those guys and they've been doing fentanyl for a while. So we have a kit that we're able to do it. They can safely, you know, indicate too. So when we're running our dogs, we're checking the carrier first. We're making sure it's safe for them. Is this a user or is this a dealer or somebody transporting it? Normally if they're transporting it and they're not just a user, it's going to be, it's going to be secured. It's going to be vacuum packed or in a heat sealed bag and the dogs are still going to pick up on the odor particles, but they're not ingesting those particles into their system. Where they come into a danger if somebody breaks the bag, the dog actually strikes that bag with a foot or a paw, you know, or bites it, that's where, where the, the ingestion comes in. And every handler carries Narcan on their belt for their dogs in case. So the Narcan does work on dogs as well as people. That's wonderful news. Gary, I have seen you work. I know you're into interdiction uh, through a lot of the shipping companies. But I'm curious, what's the most amazing detection you and your canine partner have accomplished? I would say it's, it's not just the amount that we're receiving, but one of the most recent finds was drug trafficking money being shipped to California. It was a, it turned into a big mess case. It was packed in a box, in bubble wrap, inside of a locked toolbox. Inside that toolbox was vacuum-packed packages of heat-sealed and vacuum-packed bundles of rubber-banded currency. Currency total ended up totaling like $60,000. We got more than one box, so it turned out to be like one hundred twenty grand. And in those boxes, inside those vacuum packing, the money he was just covered in mustard and coffee and black pepper. The dogs hit it. I mean, they smelled all those layers of concealment. Uh, they did everything they can to conceal it and turned into a big case because I, I notified my connections with um, Homeland Security, who I'm a task force officer for out in Los Angeles. They followed up on the case, and it turned out they were also shipping out the same MO, same boxes, same concealment methods, of uh, just hundreds of pounds of meth. So when he did the search warrant out there for me in Los Angeles, he discovered 100 pounds of meth, 16 rifles, and $675,000 in, in drug proceeds cash. Gary, uh, what? It's a big deal. That's a great example of just how much you guys do for us. Just know you're appreciated. Gary Haddon, uh, Senior Canine Training Officer from the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department, has been our guest here today. Gary, you take care and just know there's a lot of people out here who really love you guys. Well, we appreciate it. Thanks for your time, Denny. Great interview, Denny. 1247, really interesting because I was worried when you told me about this happening and I thought, well, how do they protect the dogs? You were so concerned from... about the dogs and so were they. So were and, they. So, and so are they. That's their partner. That's their uh, That's their buddy. Really interesting stuff. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, conversation. We've got more to come. Just a few more minutes anyway. We'll be back after free this. Free food. Oh, free food on 93. Not, we don't have it here, but we'll tell you how to get it on this Mother's Day. 93 WIBC. Mother's Day, all of you. Thank you all so much for joining us here on the first day. We're with you for a few more minutes anyway. Uh, Terry Stacy, along with Danny Smith, Kylan Talley, who presented me with gifts this morning. I'm not a mom, but she sent me the most beautiful card about being a mother figure, and it means the world to me. But she just opened up. She gave me a, a plastic tube, and inside the tube is a preserved rose. And this will last one year. No light or water required, 100% natural, grown in the soil, harvested at peak. And this, I've never seen anything like this before. 
It will last one year. A it's, real rose. It's like an Egyptian mummified rose. It will last a whole year. Isn't that something? I didn't know they could even do something like this. I think it's pretty cool. It makes me so sad when you get fresh cut flowers and then they just die. I know. I'm not going to lie. I hang mine so then they dry and you can keep them. And yeah. so then maybe I'll do an art project with yeah. them. Oh, it, yeah. They just That's a good idea. Sit in my room, though. Hey, it's Mother's Day. I have a question for you, Terry. Have you ever asked yourself how a mother remembers a birth? And how a father remembers a birth. No. You know, it's entirely different. I bet it is different. I asked my dad once about the day I was born. He says, well, what I remember is he said I had to find a parking space and everything. And he said, I think we got mom there in time to have the baby, obviously. And then I asked my mom. She goes, he dropped me off two blocks from the hospital. I had to walk oh, into the gosh. emergency room. And mom went under this like <laughs> minute by minute thing. So, you know, fathers remember things a little bit differently. Uh, some friend of mine was telling me a story. And then Kylan's got some more freebies. So I guess we need to hurry. But and you know what? I'll wait and save this story because it's not necessarily Mother's Day story because I know you've got freebies and that's freebies important. Are important. They really are. Food. Go. Yeah, free food. Oh, I love my free Let's food. Let's do it. You know it. Well, I'll get through some more mom freebies. So there's one. BJ's Restaurant. You know BJ's. If you go and dine in, moms can get a free Mother's Day stemless wine glass. Of course, oh, until supplies nice. last. It's really cute. And just for dining in. Um, KFC, you just have to buy an appreciation meal and then you can get a free 12... 12 pack of nuggets. Happy That's pretty cool. If you're not a mom and you're like, all these Mother's Day things, all right, here's a deal for you. <laughs> White Castle. White Castle oh, is yeah. offering a free slider tomorrow for Slider Day. You can get a free cheese slider. No purchase necessary. You just go in and go with the uh, jalapeno. The Listen to your Uncle Denny. Jalapeno mm-hmm. cheese slider. You and just can walk in and just say, I'd like a free slider, please. As far as it said for that, if okay. that changes when I try tomorrow, I'll post it on the Facebook page. <laughs> right. And then the final one that I saw handcuffs. is yeah. Dairy Queen. They're giving $1 small cones now until, well, September. So if you need a little summer treat, Bravo. go check that out. Bravo. Thanks, Kai. Thank you both for joining us today. Denny Paul, Kylan Callie. Oh, Happy Mother's Day, Our great Day, guests, Patty Spittler, Jeff Cowan, uh, Canines. I mean, it's just been a great day. You go out and make it a great Mother's Day, too. Call mom. If she's far away, at least check in with her. That's all she wants. Thanks, everybody. 93 WIBC. Wow.